Hi, this is Cole. And this is Carly. Welcome to our podcast, Streaks and Shivers. It is the month of October, so we are doing our Trick or Treat October. And this week, it is a treat. And we are watching, or we have watched, The Witches from 1990. After turning into a mouse, a boy, his grandmother, and friend have to stop a cult of evil witches before they turn all the children of in- all the children in England into mice. Yes. So I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was fun. I thought it was entertaining. Um, you know, it's a very classic take on the we got a monster and this young man is like a coming of age to story uh, story where he goes through like a hero's journey and then he saves the day. Yeah, I guess it is a hero's journey. I didn't think of it from that point of view. But there are some problematic aspects to this film. Yes, there are definitely some questionable elements. We are dealing with witches and, you know, there is a history of anti-Semitism tied to witches from the big nose to the blood libel of, you know, they wanting children or baby blood. Um, So just it may be entertaining or fun to watch, but you've got to always be critical when watching movies or reading uh, stories like this. Yes. Um, So what? What did you think about this film, Cole? I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't like it. I guess maybe it's because of... So I was... I'm one of those... When I was a kid, I didn't like live action kid movies like this. Um, I can appreciate it now as an adult. But even then, it still didn't hold my attention for too long. I guess I just wasn't vibing with the characters. Like, I didn't like the little boy. <laughs> And I kind of like the witches more. <laughs> so I so, found the witches really entertaining. I didn't really like the witches. Um, the little boy was okay. I really liked the grandma. Um, I kind of love the folk story in this movie. Um, even though there is some anti-Semitism in the movie. And the creator of the children's book that it's based on even called himself an anti-Semit. Um, I think I really enjoyed the story about how when the grandma was young, she first encountered witches because her best friend was abducted by witches. And I love the story about how the best friend, she goes missing after she was sent to get a liter of milk. And then a week later, she, um, the grandma, when she's a little girl, she goes to comfort, like to talk to her best friend's parents. And while she's in their house, they notice that, this painting they have of a farmhouse that has like a farmhouse in the background and some ducks in the front. They see their daughter's image in that picture when it's never been there before. And as time goes on, um, the young girl, she changes positions in the picture where sometimes she's feeding the ducks. Sometimes she's watching out of the window in the farmhouse. Sometimes she's doing something else. And as time goes on, she ages And we see that the grandma inherited that picture and then she tells her grandson and eventually um, her best friend becomes an old woman in the picture and then disappears. I really like that. I like I, I like that as well. I like the folklore and I like that that's what the witches were originally doing. And we can even see that later on in a scene when one of the witches types a painting in the hotel and uh, you can kind of hear like muffled sounds coming from the painting. Yes, and I think in a way, um, it adds an interesting element to the film where it's like, 
it's kind of cruel and horrible to imagine like this young girl getting trapped in an image where we don't know if she can see out, but all of her loved ones can clearly see her in the picture, see her aging and changing, but not being able to get her out of that picture. And then it just also kind of, it's like such an absurd thing to imagine, like that you would see somebody's image in a picture where they've never been before. And that image would change with time. You know, um, I will say one thing I didn't like at the very beginning is there's no clear reason as why the witches just despise children and literally go out of their way to like, you know, not kill them per se, but, you know, get rid of them. And that's just something I didn't enjoy because it's like, there's no clear motive. Yes. And even though I really enjoyed this movie and I found it to be fun, um, it is categorized as a dark comedy. Um, there are a lot of plot holes in this film. So if you're looking for a story that ha- that is completely logical, you're not going to get it here because it's all based on magic. And what we don't know why the witches want hate children. The only reason we're given is that when they smell a child, the child smells like dog poop. <laughs> so that's the only reason we're given. Like, I don't know. They could have, like the author or the like when you know they adapt a movie a book to a movie they could have come up with something because like can you imagine just being like well i hate dog poop so i'm just gonna kill all the dogs around me yeah i think it would have been better if they had like given us a clear reason about why the witches targeted children because it's like maybe they could have said children or children can see through their disguises and see them for their true nature well, that would make sense because then the children would be a threat to the witches. Um, but then there's also the plot hole of, well, what are the witches going to do if they manage to kill off all of the children? If they leave any adults behind, the adults are just going to make new children. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. Like, do they want to leave some children behind to make, like, you get rid of all the children. Then, in a way, if you kept doing that, like, sooner or later, there's no children. But that means, like, made. Like, that's, it's just so many things left out up in the open. Yes. And so as the story goes along, we see um, this young boy and his grandmother. They have the worst luck parable. Um, The movie starts off with the grandma telling the young boy, Luke, bedtime stories. And the first story she tells him is about her best friend being abducted by the witch and trapped in the painting. And while she's finishing telling him this tale... His mom and dad come in to say goodnight to him because they're leaving out to a party or some type of event in Norway at that time. And um, while so they say goodbye to him and they leave. Well, that night, law enforcement shows up and they let the grandma know, you know, there was an accident and the parents are gone. They're deceased now. So the grandma takes Luke and her to England where she says she has a house. And they stay there before she plans on moving him back to America because he's going to attend school in England for a while. And during that time, right before she moves him, we had learned that the grandma was missing a finger and she said that she got it in a terrible accident. But it's kind of hinted at that it was caused by witches. Like she was somehow... She even tells Luke that she was seeking out the great, like, the highest witch because the highest witch is the most evil witch. And she was going to, like, murder her. But she never found her. So she doesn't know if she's real or not. 
Can I say one thing? I thought it was so weird. Like, why even include the parents if you're going to kill them off like that? You know what I mean? Yes. And I like, always thought there was, like, even though the movie doesn't come right out and say it, I mean, it does seem convenient for the film, but I also thought there may have been a bit of a suggestion there that because the grandma has been an enemy of the witches and because she's talking about witches, somehow her knowledge of witches led to the parents' death. Oh, I didn't think of that. So maybe it was? Yeah, that's what I always thought. And then, so they moved to England and they're living there. And during this time, you know, another witch encounters... Luke while he's in his treehouse but he recognizes her because his grandma gave him all the warning signs of how to spot a witch and I don't know if you want to go into that Cole so the warning signs can be um a purple iris like isn't that or a purple like yes like their eyes will glow purple yeah their eyes will go glow purple they don't wear pretty shoes this is kind of a weird thing they only wear like flat shoes because they don't have toe okay pause real quick this is going to be i believe the work correct word is ableist yes yeah so uh warning it is just as it is anti-semitic it's also ableist but the um, signs to tell if a if a woman is a witch in their world is what the grandmother tells him is she got purple eyes she um has uh she's missing toes so they just wear these kind of flat wood uh square shoes um what was some other things? Their their head is bald and they have a rash on it from the wigs they wear. Oh, yes. And I think that's about it. And um, they have long hands that they keep covered with gloves on. And if they, they can pull their face off and there's actually a hideous face underneath their human looking face. Yes. But they usually don't reveal that in front of the children or in front of the people. Yes. Um, they still try to lure you, though. And she said that if you ever see a woman walking near you, and she acts like if you're a child and you see a woman walking near you and she acts like she smells something bad, that can also be a sign because to ch- to witches, all children smell like dog poop. So it's best to be a dirty child than a clean child. Yes. But he's able to escape from that witch, and he... um goes back to his grandmother and I can't remember if she's already has this but I guess she's like faints on him and I I, I'm sorry so um they he's having a birthday party because it's his birthday and it's just him and his grandma at the house and she'd made him a bunch of treats and one was a cake and right before she serves it to him she faints and they have to call the doctor and that's when they learn she's diabetic Again, I thought this was going to be, like, something of the witch power, like, affecting her. Like, before before the doctor said she was diabetic. Yes, I thought that, too, just because the witch was trying to lure him down from the tree and he kept calling for his grandma. Yeah, but again, no, no connections to the witches. She's just diabetic, which I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing when saying that. So, um, obviously, a lot of bad luck so far. I mean, this grandma lost her best friend as a child to witches. She's lost a finger fighting witches. Um, She lost her son and daughter-in-law. And they moved to England now, and she's diabetic. So, what did they do? 
they decide it's time to take a holiday. So they go on holiday and stay at a hotel near the seaside because that's what the doctor recommended. That's so Victorian. Yes. And (laughs) their bad luck continues because not only does the hotel staff not really like them, they end up at this hotel right in the middle of a big witch convention. And I love the name of the convention. It's like protecting children or something. Yes, it's a disguise. Like, so they seem like they're a big humanitarian group that helps children, but actually it's a group of witches who are out to get rid of all of the children in Great Britain. But can I just say one thing for for hotel staff? First of all, there's a child who's literally at their buffet line nibbling on pieces of bread and then putting it back. And then they got a little boy who's bringing mices or mice into his into their hotel like they they got so much working against them yes and I just want to say for the most part I like the grandma in this movie but she actually was kind of very rude here because she let her grandson bring his pet mice to this hotel in order to train them whatever that means and while he had them there a hotel staff uh, hotel maid she saw the mice and got freaked out and scared. So she complains to the head guy and he goes in and he's telling the grandma, like, it's not acceptable for them to have the mice there because obviously, yes, it's cool that you have pet mice and you're comfortable with that. But the vast majority of people would not be comfortable around mice or seeing mice in a hotel. And what does this grandma do? She threatens to call, like, to report him to like the inspectors and the hotel could possibly be shut down yeah and then her little grandson's like yeah you got rats or mice i can't remember what he said but down at the buffet thing because there's nibbles on the edges of the bread if you want to go look damn well knowing that it's that little boy not mice the little boy bruno nibbling off all the raisins around the little raisin cakes because those were the crispy tasty bits and just so you know (laughs) under circumstances it kind of makes sense why these witches might want to do away with these boys like they just suck (laughs) yeah so then the story moves along the hotel man is like fine but he has to keep his mice in his cage which is a pretty reasonable thing to say um and not let them out so that they don't escape and scare the other guests. And they agree to do that. And then grandma lays down to take a nap, right? Yes. Or no, and... no, no. Time for tea. Oh, yeah. So, so it's tea time. So they go down to the main, um, like, room where they're all gathered to eat tea, um, drink tea, and eat the little snacks, Um And that is when, as they're in line, um, the grandma notices the high witch. And she says, she looks really familiar, but I can't place her. And then we think that the high witch did something to the grandma's tea because the grandma starts to act funny. And she says, it tastes like there's sugar in her tea, even though she's not supposed to be drinking any sugar. And they even kind of make eye contact. And I was like, oh, the high witch, like, knows. Mm -hmm. She recognizes her somehow. And um, can I just say, we also meet kind of um, Bruno's parents who are, like, complaining about the line. And it wasn't even that long. No. 
And Bruno seems like a little bit of a sport boy himself. Yes. And then we also get this, uh, I can't remember if it's right before tea time or after, we get this funny scene where the hotel staff is literally setting mousetraps right in the hallway where people are walking. And I'm like, they're not being discreet at all about no. this. <laughs> they're just setting them everywhere. And the the hotel man that is setting up all of the mice traps, there are so many set. <laughs> I don't know. And he keeps waving to people as they walk on by with the mousetrap in his hand. And I'm like, I would not stay at that hotel. <laughs> but, um. Uh, hmm? Oh, what were you going to say? Um, after the, you know, after that interaction between the grandmother and the high witch, I believe um, she goes back to her uh, room and she actually, I can't remember if she passes out because I don't know why Luke leaves the room. Yes, she tells him she's going to take a nap because she's not feeling well. So she lays down and he takes his mice out of the room, which he's not supposed to do, to go train them. Ugh. And he ends up in the big, I guess it's like a ballroom or a convention room behind some stuff. Um, And his mice are like not coming to him when he wants them to. So he's having to like scrabble around trying to get them. And that's when he hears hotel staff. So he's hiding from the hotel staff. And that's when they start leading in all of the witches for their convention. Yes. And um, once they all get into the room, they lock the door and make sure it's locked. And then... um. I like how uh, uh, they have, like, this process of removing all of their uh, disguise. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when we see the true form of the High Witch and all the other witches. And can I just say, the High Witch is definitely a lot, like, worse looking than the rest of the witches. Well, the rest of the witches, they only took off their shoes and their wigs. They didn't take off their gloves or their faces. Oh, Yeah. But she, can I just say, I just want to say the witches dress so nicely because I like when uh, the high witch drops her cape or like the thing on her shoulder and it becomes a dress. Mm-hmm. You got to give them props. They dress well. Yes. Um, and then this is when the high witch, she tells them their pl- her plan. And at first she's berating them. She's telling them that they're the worst ever and. If they were doing their job, there wouldn't be any children left in Britain. And so she tells them her plan, which is she has like all of this money to give them so that they will all go and buy and open up sweet shops throughout Great Britain where they can lure children in to make the children kind of disappear. Which I got to say, I don't think it's very wise. You're telling me all these women are going to all be opening up sweet shops. And, let, and first of all, second of all, sweet shops don't only cater to just children. Like, everyone comes in. So how do you how are you going to make sure that only children are eating the ones that turn you into um, the mice? So she says um, she has this new potion she created that with, I believe it's five drops? Yes. Um, it will turn a child into a mouse. Um, and they can add it to the chocolate bars or whatever sweets they give the children. And one of the witches asked, well, what about any adults that consume it? And her answer is, well, if an adult consumes it, too bad for them. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot she's kind of ruthless. Yeah. And And so that is the plan. And she wants to demonstrate how well her potion works. So she lets them know that while she was in the tea room, she met this little boy who she gave a chocolate bar to. And the chocolate bar had the, the mouse potion on it. 
and she promised him if he would come here at this time, she would give him four more chocolate bars. And so Bruno shows up wanting the chocolate bars that she promised him. And instead, he ends up getting turned into a mouse as a demonstration for all of the other witches. Yeah. And Bruno, he knew what he wanted. He even knew the specific kind of chocolate she promised him, like hazelnut or something. Yeah. Um, this transformation was actually scary, like body horror wise. Uh, yes, it was. Um, I also love, like, you can definitely tell this was created in the 90s, though, because a way to show that someone is wicked or evil is they either shoot out purple or green lasers, and whenever something bad is happening, <laughs> there's green smoke. <laughs> and it's yeah. just a little cartoonish. Uh, yeah. So it's like spewing out green smoke. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. But then when we get to the point where he's like halfway between human and beginning to turn into a mice or a mouse, it's actually kind of like scary looking the way his body looked. Yes, it's very uncanny looking. And then um, once he finally is in mouse form, he's not as like terrifying. Mm-mm. But uh, sadly, Bruno has been transformed into a mouse and I think it's when the witch, um, like the high witch, her like second in command, her assistant goes to pick him up. When she's picking up the mouse, she's close to where Luke is hiding and she catches that scent of, you know, dog poop child. So, no, um, I'll go back. No? So they're getting ready to leave. All of the witches were very impressed with the demonstration. So they're she's telling them, you know put your like you know they had already put their wigs back on and put their shoes back on before Bruno came in there so he wouldn't be frightened away but after he's transformed they're like okay so that's our demonstration now take your money and go buy your and I'm going to hand out these potion things to you guys and then after we all leave this hotel you can go buy your sweet shops and start changing all the children in Great Britain into mice and so they're getting ready to leave the room and the hotel lady, who is a witch, she's standing there while they're all gathering stuff up and getting ready to leave. And then she, like, says she smells child droppings. And so they all start sniffing around, trying to sniff the child out. So they didn't have Bruno. Bruno escaped. So Bruno had already um, turned into a mouse, and he was just in the clothing as a mouse. Oh, okay, okay. But then they're getting ready to leave, and that's when the hotel witch says she smells child, um, she smells dog droppings, and so they're all sniffing around to see if they can find, uh, they believe there's another child in the room, and they're going to find that child. And Luke is not smart at all, because when they start sniffing, instead of moving farther back, he literally moves to, like, the side of the stage. Yes, where they can see him. And... Um, he tries to like they 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 see him and he tries to escape and he even tries to crawl through them and you know can I just say for witches they're really bad at grabbing children yes he was very wiggly because he actually does escape the convention room and then he's running outside and while he's running outside um, the high witch and they're all chasing him trying to grab him trying to get him and for whatever reason, nobody at the hotel or who's outside seemed concerned that there are a bunch of middle-aged women chasing down one young boy. Yeah, no one, no one cares. Um, but while he's running, the high witch comes across a baby in a pram, and her mom is sitting right there. And um, the high witch like 
pushes the pram down a hillside and we see it um, going towards the rocky, like the rocks along the seaside. And Luke runs after it and he manages to stop it. And the mom is also running after it. And he, they stop it and the mom is able to grab the pram and Luke takes off running again, avoiding all the witches. And he goes up into his grandma's room, finally happy to get there, only to discover the high witches there waiting for him. Yeah, and then we get this, like, very dramatic, like, it, it was, like, instant scene where we're, like, in the room and then we're back in the council, or we're back in, like, the auditorium area. Yes, we're back in the convention room, and she's holding Luke down, and all the other witches are holding him down, and they pour the potion into his mouth. And they give him more than five drops. They gave him 500 drops. Yes. Which I think is excessive. Like, she was just really pissed off. Yeah, she was because he had outsmarted them for a little bit. And um, sadly, he transforms as well. I will say, I think he's cuter as a mouse. He is kind of cuter as a mouse. And um, and that's when he'll, he, uh, he escapes them and he goes and finds Bruno. And then him and Bruno decide to, I can't remember if they did, they decide to go back to the grandma's room, right? Yes, and they, they wait her up and then she realizes what happened and she helps them out and I just gotta say during when he's transforming into a mouse I think we kind of get the scene where it goes from him being transformed into a mouse to like the grandmother making noises and I swear like she has to be connected to the witches yes so my thought is this grandma has had horrible luck to always be connected to these witches right I mean, what is the likelihood that her best friend gets kidnapped by witches? She ends up going on a global quest trying to find the high witch and defeating her and fighting off other witches. And then when she comes, goes back to Norway and is taking care of her grandson, her son dies. And then they come to England where they run into a witch and then they end up at the same hotel where all the witches are. It's like this grandma has a magnet that keeps pulling her back towards witches. Yeah, or she is just faded to the witch. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, um, so he decides, I guess they are like, they live right above one of the witch's room or the high witch room. Mm-hmm. So he gets put, like, they make like a little, what is it? What would you call it? I would say it's like a little basket that they lower him down to the room in. Yeah, like, and um, he actually gets down and... Oh, can I just say when she's when she's lowering him, he gets a little bit sassy with her, and I was like, "Luke, you're a mouse. Like you could die by someone stepping on you." Yes, he does get kind of sassy with her. Uh, but um, he gets into the room and he's trying to steal the potion, um, that turns people into mouses, and in the process, is he able to steal the potion in that scene? So he al- so as soon as he arrives, the high witch's black cat gets after him and so his grandma has to try to distract the black cat away from him with like the little mitt thing that they lowered him down in and she's distracting the cat and luke does able he's finally able to get away from the cat and go get the potion and then get back up in the mitt and get pulled up and as he's getting as um the grandma's pulling the mitt back up the high witch and her like assistant come in and they see her playing like using the mitt to distract the cat and the high witch gets really annoyed with the with the grandma 
And the grandma's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I dropped my knitting. I did not mean to disturb your cat, were you? And then she pulls up the mitt. Oh, okay. I, I'm just, I, I, I'm trying to remember if, uh, if that scene is also where the scene, um, the, what's her name? It's the, it's like the maid lady, the one who's scared of mice. Yes. If she's the, if she goes into the room and gets some of the potion and puts it on her neck and chest because she so thought it was perfume. Right, it's right after that scene that she does that because he left he left a like book open that had the little potions in it because he just stole one, and she sees the other one and she sniffs it and then she puts it on herself. Can it, what does what do you think a rat or mouse potion smells like? I can't imagine it smells nice what it smelled like but obviously it smelled nice enough where she thought it was some type of perfume yeah and that's a bad decision because you don't even have to ingest it it seems like just touching it um it won't transform you into a mouse but it has enough to like slowly like turn whatever area it touches into like start growing like fur yes because she starts growing fur on her neck and we don't realize that until the hotel man like the hotel manager which her and him seem to be dating he goes to kiss her on the neck and then he runs off and she's like, what? And then she looks in the mirror and sees the hair. This hotel is just full of chaos by the end of this movie. Yes. So Luke has come up with a grand scheme. Him, so he is going to try to sneak the potion in to the food that the witches eat and turn all of them into witches and all of them into mice in order to save the children of Great Britain. And you know, I just love Luke is like so determined to like stop these witches and Bruno's just there. He's not really doing anything. Bruno's like, I already got turned into mice. Like this is my fate. I'm just going to go around and try to find food to eat. And I love when um the grandma has Luke and Bruno in her uh, like purse and she tries to talk to Bruno's parents about him being a mouse. And they just won't even listen to her. And then when she reveals Bruno and Luke, um, the mother just like, screaming about mice. And Bruno's not even trying to talk to his mom. He's just like eating an olive. Yeah. <gasps> um, also, I like how like whenever we got this clear transition of when live mice are being used. And then when like puppet mice are being used. Mm-hmm. And that's the interesting thing about this movie is that they actually use trained mice in the movie. I didn't even know you could train mice, but I guess you can train anything. Yeah, I really didn't know that either, but I thought it was interesting. So, so Luke takes the potion that he stole and he makes it into the kitchen and he finds that soup that is being made specifically for the witch's party. And he actually manages to dump the whole thing in to the soup bucket. I mean, into the soup pot. And what we find out is that the chef that is cooking the witch's soup is actually her witch herself because we see her look up and her eyes like flash a little bit of purple, letting us know she's a witch. Yeah. And then I think it's when Luke's trying to escape the kitchen, he ends up with a bit of a cut tail. And yeah, because they all I- see him and they start freaking out trying to kill him. And then the chef um, that was cooking the soup for the witches 
she's been eating the soup, tasting it, um, even though it already has the doses in it. So she actually starts turning into a mouse and she realizes what has happened. So she tries to run in and warn the witches. And instead she gets stepped on by the high witch. And can I just say how this, you know, that we know we complained about the grandma in the beginning, but maybe she needs to call the health services because that witch was drinking, like tasting the soup and then putting the spoon right back in. I think that may be common sometimes in the food industry. In a kitchen? I don't know, Cole. I like how you're making excuses for it. I'm I'm just saying. But yes, um, and when Luke got his tail cut, it did make me wonder if maybe something similar had happened to the grandma. Like maybe she had been transformed into an animal when she was with, when she was fighting off witches. And somehow that's how she lost her finger. Yeah, I thought when he, be, if, if he, I honestly, I couldn't remember uh, if he stays mouse or becomes human. But either way, I thought once he went back to being a human, him and the grandma would kind of match in some sense. Yeah, and I think it's very interesting, too, that the grandma, how quickly she accepted that he'd been turned into a mouse. Like, it wasn't a surprise to her. She was like, oh, my grandson and his friend that he met here at the hotel have been turned into mice. Here you go. You promised them some peanuts. Now let's figure out a way to solve this. She already believes in witches, so it it couldn't have been too hard for her to believe the whole mouse thing and, you know, people being turned into pictures. Yes. So, um... The soup ends up getting served to all of the witches. And Bruno's dad, who seems to have a bit of an ego, he insisted that he also be served that soup because he wanted to know what he wanted to have what they were having because he didn't like the soup that he was getting served. So Luke starts freaking out when he realizes Bruno's dad is about to eat the soup. So he tells his grandma and I think his grandma went and dumped the soup out and then the yeah. dad starts freaking out on her the grandma like is no shit she's like you're not eating the soup <laughs> and it's at that point when they see all the witches becoming the mice well i yet like them kill all of them huh and yet they still try to kill all of them oh yeah because yeah they do turn into mice and then people and then the hotel staff is just like kill them Rather than going, hey, these people just turned into mice. They were like, oh, we got a mice problem. Kill them. Yeah, like that was kind of strange. Like, it's like you saw they were people and now you see mice in their spots and you're like, I'm just going to kill them. And the high witch, she's kind of killed, kind of gruesome. She gets a cup put over her. And then is it a knife or like a. It's like a butcher cleaver or something. I just funny um because at that point bruno's mom and dad recognize that the mouse is bruno and that they're gonna have to take care of him and the dad is just like okay and the mom is sitting there weeping and then bruno's like mom you always wanted me to lose weight and she started crying even harder (laughs) so this is where the hotel thing ends and we see it the we get a scene change And Luke is back home with his grandma. He's still in a mouse form. But they have put like racetracks all over the house. And he's riding around on a racetrack. And uh, a package shows up at the house. And she opens it. And it's this huge suitcase. And it's full of money. Just like it's full of the high witch's money. And a black book. 
And Luke somehow got it. Like he was somehow able to have it all delivered to their house. And he explains to her that they can use that money when they go to America. And that black book has all the American witches and they can hunt them down, I guess. Yes. And it's at this point that the grandma mentions that um, they may be able to find a good witch to turn Luke back into a boy. And this is something that's kind of confusing to me because then this um, blonde woman shows up outside of their house one night and um, she's able, she does a spell of some kind and Luke's asleep and his mouth swarm in like a little thing. And then he transforms back into a Grandma's happy, he's happy, they thank her. And Luke even tells the witch to don't forget about Bruno. But this was the same witch who served under the high witch. Yes, but she quit right before they all got killed off. So I think um, there is also another theory I read online that if you watch at the beginning of the film, the high witch is tormenting the little per- the little like person or kid in the picture. And then the next moment we see the blonde witch go by and then the person disappears. So they think she released that person from their cat- captivity. Oh. Um, and then also they say, whereas the high witch used purple magic, the blonde witch, her magic was a different color, maybe green. I don't remember exactly. But since her color was different, they think she was using her magic for good. Okay. Can I just say one thing? This is kind of bad because it's against the witch, the good witch. But I hate when like the good character is blonde. <laughs> yes, I get what you mean because all the other ones were dark haired. Yes, something about it just I'm like, oh, I can't stand when like the hero's blonde and all the good people are blonde and all the bad people are dark hair. Yes, I get what you're saying. There seems to be some. But um, that's the end of witches. Um, that's how it ends. Uh, the witch drives off, and then it ends. <laughs> he drives off laughing, hopefully to go change Bruno back into a boy, so his mom can stop weeping. Yeah, I, I always thought she transformed Bruno in the beginning. Like, I mean, before she went and saw him. Probably. So I actually like this movie, and I would probably give it like four out of five stars, just because I think it's a fun, entertaining movie. I am concerned about the anti-Semitism in it, but I think whenever you look at any witch lore, you kind of get that in there because a lot of the folktales developed in Europe, especially the ones we see play out in movies and fairy tales, and there was a a lot of anti-Semitism already in Europe. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because, like, like once you start looking at the telltale signs, like you see it in kind of almost every media or like any media that deals with witches or kidnapping of children. Um, what would you rate this movie out of five stars? Three out of five. I did not like this movie. It's not bad. Like I said, it's entertaining. But as a child, I didn't like movies like this. And even as an adult, it's hard for me to get through. I like the um, the practical effects. Is that the right word? The special effects special effects sorry the special effects and I like um like the transformation scenes and I like the I like the witches I just wish um it's just I don't think it aged well and that's all I actually think it did age pretty good for um like being made in the 90s I feel like it's not too bad and I feel like it carries a sense of like that magicalness and also the nostalgia of childhood to it so okay I enjoyed it I will say um I love the lady who plays the high witch. She's so campy 
but it, it's really fun and entertaining to watch her. Yes. And then I also think, like, when we see her in her monster form, that is a very 90, 90s monster form thing. It really makes me think of gremlins. Mm-hmm. I see that. So, um, overall, I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm happy we picked it out. And there is a more modern one that was just made. Was it or was it made in 2020? Last year. Okay. It may have been made last year, um, but it's a remake of this movie. And from what I've seen, I guess people have enjoyed it, too. I didn't watch the remake. I've just watched the original. And then I watched this one. I rented it off of Prime. I don't know if you watched it somewhere else, Cole. I think I did. Okay. I did watch it off of Prime. So if you want to watch it, you can watch it on Prime, hopefully. Yeah. Watch it. Check it out. Just keep an eye open for that anti-Semitism and um, ableism. Yeah. But overall, it's a fun family movie to watch, especially (laughs) around Halloween time. And if you guys enjoyed this one, next week we will be doing a more adult movie. Um, We'll be doing the original Halloween. So slasher movie. Yes. And that will be the end of Trick or Treat October. Yes. Because that will be our last week of October. Or weekend of October. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, if y'all want to send us any feedback, comments, stories, you can reach us at shrieks and shiver podcast at gmail.com. And we hope you listen to us next week. Yes, please join us next week. Goodbye. Bye.